it's another week of make it stop. And actually, that's going to be the entire episode. It's just us going on like that for about an hour and a half because that's uh, pretty much a shortcut to all the music that we're going to be listening to mm-hmm, today. Mm-hmm. Uh, just one long, meandering, song, <laughs> specifically. Yep. It's Jam Band Week, everybody. Whoa. All right. What's All right. up? Stoppies. Stoppies. In honor of, uh, you know, summertime and festy season. Am I right? We decided it was important for us to come out here and do ourselves a little. I don't, actually, who decided this? I, did I decide this? D- uh, did you decide this, Mike Dunn? I don't know. I mean, I, f- I feel like <clears throat> it had to happen eventually. Right. You know, if we're doing bad music, we gotta get in the gym. Which is what we do. Make it stop. The whole bad music. Good Good times. times. There we go. Got got that tagline. I got I was lockstep with the second (laughs) half. (laughs) That was great. Also, my name is Heather Mack. My name is Mike Dunn. That's right. And uh, as you were about to say, we uh, yeah, we do bad music on the show. We review terrible music, uh, terrible albums by sometimes by artists that we do like, often by artists that we also hate. Um and in this case, this is a genre of music that uh, both of us actively despise. Yeah, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan no. of the jam bands. I have given the genre, <laughs> the genre, as uh, Alex Shut Trebek up. says. Don't you dare. I have given it a fair shake, and it's not for me. Nope. Uh, it's really, it's, have you given it a fair shake, Mike? I mean, how much is a fair shake? It's all the same fucking stupid noodly woodly doodly fucking dad song. I mean, we got some, we got some friends who love fish, you know? I mean, I know, I've it's, listened, I have, it's a shame. I have driven along with some fish friends. They've played some live sets, which is supposed to be them at their best. You know, that's friends what you're are in spelled it for. PH, just so we're clear. <laughs> Just so we're clear, we just gotta. So we don't want to give people. So that noise I just made. <laughs> yep. Friends. Um. Fuck it. Fuck. Yeah, I don't know. Fuck I mean, is also a <laughs> ph word <laughs> over the course of tonight. I definitely wrote it off hearing nothing, but yeah. I still disliked it after giving it a, a fair shot. I'm glad that you admitted that. Yeah, um, I think I hated. I think I hated fish originally because I read a lot of um, articles on something awful. And I remember uh, Dr. David Thorpe. Shout out to Dr. David Thorpe. And he used Shouts to. Out. He used to. His m- wife, fun fact, Coco Thorpe, what? is like the head admin of the dog spotting group on Facebook. Wow, what a what a deep cut piece of information there for our stoppies uh, to yeah. hold on to and put in their little Rolodex. It's a great group. Yeah, it is. We love dogs. We hate fish. Um, but I, I definitely read articles online um, mercilessly making fun of fish, and I so I had made my mind up. Also, I was a punk, you know? Punks and... Right. It was diametrically opposed to right. our whole aesthetic. Y- you had to, yeah. You kind of had to hate it. And also, like, what's not to hate? <laughs> Honestly. I mean, look, Just like... Just meandering, I, white dude, self-indulgent fucking garbage. I, tr- I try to, like, I try on to see rep- the On loop. On loop. S- I try to see the positives. It's, like, it's fun... And goofy, and it's like virtuos- virtuosic. I don't know. You know, I'm usually the one who is correcting you in the words, but is it virtuosic? I don't see. Is it the virtuosity oh. of a Mike Gordon bass solo jumping on a trampoline? I mean, I, I, 
Look, I listened. What is anything? I listened to every episode of Analyze Fish, which was a, a <sighs> podcast featuring Scott Ackerman and the late great Harris Whittles, and it was Harris Whittles for like twelve episodes straight trying to convince Scott Ackerman of the positives of fish and to get him into fish. And and uh, were you convinced? No, and neither was Scott Ackerman. <laughs> Um, yeah, we, so again, similar weed to our ICP episode, uh, we wanted to, you know, consider because me and you both, you know, Mike and I really, really despise fish, uh, and despise jam bands in general. Like I said, even despite the internet, um, hating it as, as I did, you know, briefly flirt with, cause I was a punk who, who smoked weed. So I definitely had right. lots of those friends. Right. Uh, so they're, they're, you know, the Venn diagram wasn't as off as, as you would think. But um, no, we were certainly exposed to it. Certainly exposed. And I fucking hated it. So anyway, uh, similarly to um, ICP, our episode with ICP, where we brought Squ- Squally Green Thumb on the show, a true juggalo onto the show um, to, you know, discuss and to put put in context, you know, what Insane Clown Posse uh, what that album what was that fucking album? Bang, bang, pop, pow, boom. That's bang, right. Bang, pow, boom. Bang, pow, boom. We were juggalos for a week there, <laughs> but um, it didn't it didn't take. But anyway, uh, <laughs> we thought it was really important that we get somebody in here who's an actual jam band fan, um, even uh, you know, also a musician in his own right. Uh, I don't know if any of the songs he does could be considered jam bands because they seem to end um at jam <laughs> songs, but jams. they do end jams. Is that, I don't know. It's stupid. Type ones and type twos. God, I hate that. I hate that. Um, so we want to welcome our good friend uh, from way back in the UMass days uh, who has since gone off and had a kid and uh, just put out a record recently. Uh, we got Mitch Williams, a.k.a. Mitchie D, on the show today. Hey. Yeah. I'm out in internet land right now. I'm just trying to say hi and that... I have been a fan of jam music since like high school, and this album that we're going to be reviewing today, it's The White Tape by Fish, and it's a bit of low-hanging, low-hanging fruit because it wasn't like an official album. It was a collection of demos that were released between 84 and 86. It's more like low-hanging poop. <laughs> low-hanging poop, exactly. Yep. Collection of demos released between 84 and 86 that were compiled together and had an official CD release in 98 and then eventually a vinyl re-release on Record Store Day in 2011. So as far as I'm concerned, this it's fair game for the rifling because, you know, it's out. It's on their label. It's official release. Yeah. It's canon. And I have a personal vendetta against this album because when I was like 14. And against us, apparently. This is a great no. reunion for us <laughs> yes, 10 years later. Yeah, I, I had to like just throw this back at you. It's like, oh, we haven't talked How in like 10 you? years here. Listen to this fucking bullshit. <laughs> but when I was 14, I was starting to get into like jam music, fish, Grateful Dead, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I ended up going to my local Newberry Comics and walking into the rock and roll section and finding the fish section. And I had, I like had a few songs I had downloaded off like LimeWire or Kazaa, whatever was like, the, whatever was the file sharing program <laughs> of choice back in those days. But I like never had like a whole album. I'm like, all right, I want to get a whole album. And I bought, I didn't know which one to get. I knew nothing about it really. Like I'd heard some stuff from my brother, but never like which album to buy or anything. So I bought the one that had the logo on it. 
and I got stuck with this pile of crap when I got home and put it in my CD player and listened to it through my headphones. And now we're all stuck and with now this pile of crap. everybody has to go through it right now. Yeah, I would say it's uh, it would be very generous to call this an album. Yes. This is an this is a bunch of it's an affront. This it's just a bunch of sketches. It's just a couple of hippies fucking around in their dorm room. It's like calling improv sketch comedy or or comedy at all. Well, I mean, okay. Improv it's like you don't plan anything and it's bad. So at least there's no beginning, middle or end. And that's I do think that's an apt comparison to this shit because there's no like there's no rising action, there's no climax, there's no like storytelling really. It's just half-assed fucking like, you know, tossed off fucking little wank tissues at, at of music. <laughs> at summer camp when I was 14 years old, I did a class called Improve with Improv, and I'd say this is about <laughs> Did you at that improve? <laughs> Uh, you know. I mean, now we do a podcast, which is pretty, it's mostly improv, so I guess we're doing okay. I learned not to just keep my hands in my pockets the entire time I'm on stage. That was, that's, that's a, a good, good skill. Thing to know. That's yeah. a good skill. Well, this, um, you won't learn anything from this album and you won't gain any skills whatsoever besides, you know, I guess the skill of persistence, resilience, um, you know, being able to keep a sound mind and an open heart after uh, consuming this fucking drivel. I, I will say I'm a little, I was kind of like ready to like really sink my teeth into fish, you know, and, and like mm. just really get to the heart of what bothers me about fish or maybe even have like a juggalo moment and be like, oh, wait, fish no, is I great. like I, I get I get it now. But um, we didn't like have that we, moment. Uh, it's, <laughs> you really can't even on this because there's like a couple songs where I can be like, okay, well, this is what a fish song sounds like, you know, and th here's my problems with it. But for the most part, this album is just bullshit. Yeah. It's just bullshit. It's, it's bullshit even for jam band fans, right? Yeah, it's it was supposed to be fan service of like, oh, well, this is what like, this was what their early years were like. This is like My definition of fan service is a little bit different than this. Yeah, <laughs> I'm talking about anime boobies, my friend. Yeah, yeah exactly. No. And well, there's nothing. Like, yeah. It was released as fan service, but even like not everyone liked this. Like this There's didn't no have to equivalent happen. of anime boobies anywhere like, on this fucking This album. is like when they were doing like re-releasing like, didn't they just like re-release a bunch of Nirvana demos or something? Uh, yeah, they had like the box set that came out. That yeah. It would be like if they were included on this, I'm just going to preface it a little bit, if there was also like a bunch of tracks of just Kurt Cobain making fart noises into an 8-track, like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh... that's just going to preface this a little bit. I wonder if Kurt Cobain ever had the phase that Fish was clearly going through here where he got a delay pedal <laughs> and was just just wrapped by it, you know, had was just like, I got to th gotta throw this on half the tracks on the album. <laughs> Jesus. It's more just that they tossed off the shit at one point and threw it in, you know, the, the it was it was lost to the sands of time. But then, then they realized that they had a fan base that would eat, you know, everything up. Yeah. And it's going to go on rate your music and be like, yo, there's actually some gems on this one, bro. bro. This version of uh, ACDC bag is killer. Um, no, but it's even crazy to me. Like, even if they never, you know, did a wide release on this, which apparently in 2011 it came out on vinyl, which is like, God. It was a was record store day release. This is what they put what? out for record store day that year. What? Uh, yeah. That's uh. an affront. Uh, but just even the fact that they were giving this out at their early shows when they were in college, like. Right. That's when you're trying to get noticed. You're trying to get signed and like you want to put your bet foot. You want to exactly the yes. best foot forward. Yeah, and this it this is not it. No. This is it. This is what they were like. Here, yeah, check out my band. This is a best. This is this is a Birkenstock sandal backward. <laughs> like I don't know, man. It's uh, 
it for one thing I did want to ask before we get into the actual music because we're reviewing the white tape as Mitch has explained to us. Um, but Mitch, you are a fan of this music. I Please, do. can I... you defend jam music as a genre? Because we have categorically uh, kind of, uh, I was literally trying to think about it. I was like, can I find anything redeeming about music that, you know, can sort of jammy, like the closest I would get would be P-Funk. And so I would say like the things about P-Funk, you know, that, that edge into jam, you know, when they're just kind of like goofing off and letting, letting a song kind of breathe and go in and out and, and be more improvisational with it, but they still know when to end it and bring it back so yeah break it break it down break it for down us. for us we Basically, need to know sometimes when you listen to a song and you hear it you know what to expect you know what's coming kind of go through it but with jam band stuff it's like a really cool like it's an exploration it's like someone taking on taking you on a sightseeing tour as opposed to just like looking at something like in a book i guess i'm not sure if that really encapsulates it, but basically the whole vibe being there, hearing this stuff like being played for essentially the th first time and just kind of listening to it and like being a part of it. So almost. it's a live performance. It's part. a live performance. Okay, so part it's of definitely it. something that you have to experience live. Especially with Fish. Other bands, like I'd say like the Grateful Dead, there's more merit to the studio stuff. There's like a lot of really good side. Is I would there? say that if they you're into like songs. a weird like old Scar school Scarlet Begonias. if you're into a weird old school country vibe like that they have stuff okay so that's actually that. yeah so that is kind of that you just put your finger on a pulse there of this like kind of common thread between because I know people that like bluegrass I feel like bluegrass is like similar kind of and yeah and that old school country I guess yeah, I don't like draw on a most lot. of that, but they, they draw on like because I like pro I like some prog rock, like I like Yes, and anyway, I like I like prog rock and stuff, but um, it's <clears throat> there's those elements of improvisation that you get with prog rock in this, but the sound is like draws a lot more heavily on Americana, bluegrass, country, uh, and like funk, but it's like this. I don't. I feel dirty. It's calling very it unfunky. Funk. Well, and also it's very white. Again, one of the major themes of the music we listen to on the show is just white people, white peopling, and this is like kind of the ultimate white people, white peopling. But like, that... are there any jam bands with people of color in them? From from hey, Dave, like, Dave Matthews, Matthews band. band. Oh God, there you go. <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right. But no, um, what is like uh... a. <laughs> Grateful Dead, Dead and Co Company's touring with a black basis now. Oh, of course. Well, they got, it's 2018. I'm talking about. I'm talking about back in the days of. I don't know, because that's the thing. Is like this shit indoors. So obviously there is something about it that is special because, like, down the street we have a venue that has you know like like blocks of people just like waiting in line to go see some fucking like local like Dead impersonator band. Like I don't. It's not cute. I don't understand it, but it it does endure. So there has to be some sort of There's something that we're missing, Heather. I, well, listen. It's okay, here's like what we're missing. I think the whole time I thought we were missing drugs. But like we weren't missing drugs. I did those. So like yeah. so like I the don't drugs. understand. I've I listened okay, I will I have listened to some very questionable music on drugs that have been that have appear or have sounded way better than they were in real life because I was on drugs. Uh, like Psytrance, oh my god, that was an embarrassing period of time in my life. But I, oh yeah, you, yeah, when I was like sixteen <laughs> and like taking a bunch of MDMA, like <laughs> you know, yeah, I was, I was loving Psytrance. Are we gonna do infected but mushroom was, on the show? Oh my god, I would actually love to do that. But like we did, we we went. It was because we liked going to raves because raves themselves were fun. It wasn't about the music in 
particular. It was about the fact that we were going to a rave. We were on drugs or, you know, it was cool visuals, cool art. And it's not really that cool now that I'm 30, but like it was cool at the time. But I just don't get it because it's, people still love it. You still love it. It's something that, like, it's just in your head. You just get it. Like, some people like certain shit. Some people, it does it for them. For me, it does it for me. Like, I want to hear, I want to hear, like, vamping on, like, a couple of different chords for, like, five minutes at a time. Because I'm like, all right, that's fun. I like doing that. I like doing that on my own. Like, when I play music, I'll yeah. explore a little bit. I don't play solo the same way twice because, like, fuck that. That's boring. And do you feel part of, like, the, like, community? Because I know that's a huge aspect of Fish. Everyone hangs I, out on lot. Um... I feel part of the community more so, not necessarily on Lot. Lot's just kind of like weird and like, it's a, it's weird, it's cool, it's like a cool thing to see, like going to like a circus or right. something. Right, right. But like, it's cool like that, but like when you're actually I went in to there, a fish lot once when they came to the Mullen Center. I was like, I'm not going to go to the, the show, but I'm going to hang out on You're going to hang out on Lot? <laughs> it was... Uh, it was it was fine. <laughs> were, were people running tank there? Were they like oh the, the nitrous, nitrous mafia? Yeah, nitrous we're gonna get into there? that. We're gonna get into the nitrous mafia because <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. that's one of the songs for sure. Yeah, but, they they probably were. But like it's like when you're there and like everyone's like when you're actually in the show, everyone there is having the time of their life. Right. Everyone there is having the greatest time they could possibly. So be is it right a now. cult? And that. <laughs> Like, is everybody just convinced of this thing and that you've invested so much time in it that you really can't like, and it's kind of harmless. I mean, who cares if it's, I, I wouldn't call it a cult. It's just some, a lot of people getting together and joining experience. Is it a collective hallucination? Like any, <laughs> like any concert. Would you say like going like people like Taylor Swift selling out Boston Garden? Is that a cult? But do they is follow anybody her around? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's well, true. Yeah, it is. There's this whole like subculture that surrounds it of people who really identify. That's like the first most important thing about them is that they're fish fans. Right. I've never I never gotten to like that aspect of the lifestyle of like following and like doing all that. But like, no, there's you're right. There's so that's not, a little culty. It is a little culty. But, you know, it's also like these people who are doing it like that's also like their source of income. Like they're. They're art sellers and they right. fucking sell drugs and like all kinds of shit that you can do very right. easily so while there, you're following fish around. So there's like a whole economy within the fish community. Like it's like an it's like a like a lot Etsy. Exactly. It's its <sighs> own like little marketplace. Wow. Yeah. Brintz. I mean, that's kinda neat. You know, like let's let's just admit it that that's kinda we'll neat. We'll support some you DIY know, I mean, artisans. Yeah, we we do on um on Make It Stop. I guess much, much like ICP, for better or worse, like right. fish like tapped into this zeitgeist and created a huge subculture right exactly and it's just here we are here we are here we are here we are in it this is the white tape we yes this is this is the white tape and we're here with again with our friend mitch who decided this was a good way for us to reunite should we get into the music because you know we okay so this this album has Two sides, because it was a tape. Uh, it has nine songs on the first side and seven on the other side. The total length is 54 minutes too long. Um, <laughs> should we... We're going to do a double, double, double? Back yeah, to we'll, back? We'll, we'll, we'll see how it goes. As we mentioned, a lot of these songs are really not songs. <laughs> um, and you'll see why. So I, I think we can do two at a time with this. Yeah. With, with this many tracks, I think that's what we've established because we're it's, the episode's going to be an hour and a half no matter yeah. what. Yeah. <laughs> no matter what, that's what we found, that's what we found out about ourselves. We know ourselves now. Um, okay, so let's get into Alumni Blues off the white type. Why <laughs> the white type? I had no hat on my head. 
and no shoes on my head. But I'm all right. Just heard Alumni Blues and Soda Bed, the first two songs off of the white tape. Um, <laughs> boys. <laughs> well, Mitch, why don't you start us off? Yeah, go, right. go right ahead. So Alumni Blues, I'm going to throw it back to something I mentioned earlier about. About shoes being on your head? About shoes being on my head. <laughs> where it's just like, you know, it's like, okay, this is like a solid song. This sounds like a fish song. This actually sounds like a song, which is not something we're going to have to deal with a lot on this album. <laughs> but uh, It's true. But, I mean, like, I don't know. I like it. I like the groove. I like the bouncing around and the fucking the guitar work and the solos. But even I have to admit that the lyrics in this are completely awful. Yeah. Like... So, yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, this is, there's a lot of bad lyrics on there's, this. There's the only <laughs> lyrics on this album are bad lyrics, actually. Is there a single, like, insightful, like, thoughtful lyric on this entire album? Well, we'll get to we'll that. <laughs> I mean, I mean, so the answer is no. So, sorry, spoiler alert. Maybe Minkin has something to say. <laughs> yeah, 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 maybe, yeah, maybe Minkin. Let's ask him. Um, no, this is, yeah, it's well, trash. Isn't it true? Like, doesn't, there is, Fish has their own lyricist i don't think they were Wait, using I'm him this, at yeah, this no, point this for is... all of this but even so like i mean a lot of like stuff i feel about fish like later on they when they're using their lyricists they're still writing songs that are a lot of the time on this level of yeah it seems lyrical like, craftsmanship it seems like ve- the lyrics are like very asinine like in general for fish i feel like right like they really the lyrics don't really okay. seem to matter y- well yeah. it's about the, the jams am yeah. i right for the most part, I did. There's a couple up- songs that are more health, heartfelt and all that, but like for the most part, their lyrics kind of a crapshoot, and it's just kind of like, oh, this this sounds fun to yell when I'm like listening to the song live. Yeah. So it's actually interesting. I did. I just looked up the lyrics to this, and it 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 almost does have kind of a point. Um, and if it does, then it's definitely all downhill from here. But, um. He is talking about, you know, my old lady lying next to me. I started to cry. She said, I'm going to take this diploma. I'm going to slice you in the eye. Well, I'm all right. As you heard, he's all right. Times nine. Let me just repeat that. Times nine. (laughs) And I'm going to repeat that. Times nine. No, just kidding. Also, times Um, nine of two. Of t- yes. Of I'm all right and he's all right. <laughs> and he's all so right. Oh, yeah, that's right. All that's right. 18 all rights, just so you get the, me- the memo. All right. Because um, I got. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. right. <laughs> Times nine. <laughs> Times nine. <laughs> Look, here's Guys, my we're thing. Guys, we're straws. <laughs> here's my thing with, with, this, with, with a- alumni blues is like, it's Come not, on. you know, musically, it's not bad. Do it's tell. like, it's pretty, it's like your basic blues track that you, you can go to any bar in New Orleans and there's some. White guys who are the same age that fish are right now, basically playing this, and like, you know what? It's that's fine. I I have a good time in New Orleans. I enjoy, um, Wait. I enjoy that shit. But my problem with but alumni blues it- is that I feel that it does not give the proper respect to the influences. You know what I mean? 
it just seems a little for them like, to for them to be this goofy and flippant with it, just playing a a, a blues jam. I don't know. It just it just seems like I don't know. Okay, that was a grand point by Mike Dunn. And <laughs> well, Mitch was going to say something. Also, you don't need to like. <laughs> You don't need to like take the song and like I, if you're trying to do the blues song, just uh, just turns into like a weird percussion well, just, and bug noises solo at the end of it. And like bug that. noises, exactly, exactly. exactly. That's what I'm saying. This entire album is just bug noises. I mean, you're right. And also, yeah. like, with, like again, similarly, yeah. And and with the like barely barely their storyline, maybe he did get arrested. It's the most white arrest ever. And like uh, I know, after being a white person, was arrested for fucking drugs and uh, one point. Um, you know, this is this is one of those and. Um, Oh my God! What was the fucking point? Oh, you were talking yes, about you, no, me and you both. Yeah, shut up! <laughs> it was because you were talking about the blues and white, you know, white kids in college doing the blues, and that's actually the most perfect, you know, like the I got a problem that you know I got arrested for weed and my mom got mad at me like. And the, now I got shoes it's on my empty, head. And now I got shoes on my head. It's, it's it's the most empty. Like the stakes, the stakes are very low in this blues riff. You know what I mean? I'm I'm just I'm supporting your earlier point. You know what this song could really use is a nice <laughs> harmonica solo from my boy Bruno. <laughs> That's what I need. <laughs> There's Give me some. This is this will be I right at home on uh, on Return of Bruno. Um, the, the, the one thread of all the albums we reviewed, the one that ties into <laughs> every other album is, is the, the, Return of the Return of Bruno by Bruce Willis. <laughs> Who'd have thunk it? <laughs> like um, in, in the in the um in the. Make a stop, Pantheon. Like I feel like that might be the most. Yeah, Bruce Willis is definitely on our Mount, Mount Rushmore of uh, <laughs> Farrah Bruce, Abraham. Bruce Willis, Farrah Abraham, Hester Prynne, <laughs> and um, um, oh, it's a tough choice. Oh, I know that final spot. That Kid final, Cudi. I don't know. Ooh, I don't want to give him any more any more attention. Broken Side. His new broken album's si- good. Yeah, but but which which I mean, there. I couldn't tell you what anyone in Broken Side looks, looks like. like. It's just all. Bangs. It's just a haircut. Yeah, it's just exactly <laughs> that. <laughs> Thank you. All right, moving on. Uh, oh, we didn't talk about the second song. Yeah, exactly. It's not a moving song. on. <laughs> I, rep- as Wait, I repeat what, myself. We got all these. Give the little thing. <laughs> we we can play it in our in our little uh in our little podcast with our samples, but. Alumni Blues ends with a synth xylophone solo <laughs> <laughs> that that gets accompanied by be- bug noises and then turns into a car turning on oh, yeah. and starting up and then driving and crashing. And then, oh, well, no, and that's Soda and Soda Bet. Oh, yeah. okay. That's how like they transition between the two songs. I literally, with a xylophone <laughs> solo and a car crash. Yeah, yeah I, I, I wrote... A, a, a I dissonant wrote, synth xylophone. Oh, of course. I wrote a child xylophone and a car crash is the perfect opening note to this insipid album for Space Case Adult Toddlers. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't know what they're trying to accomplish. Are they trying to be like Frank Zappa? Is this like... Are they like... Did they just love Revolution Number no. 9 by the Beatles? Oh, like, yeah. That was, a, that was something I read on some related article that I... Oh, did you? I just pulled that out of my ass. Actually, yeah, no, that was uh, one of these songs. Somebody described it as that. It's fucking stupid. It's later though. It's a different song. I- anyway, I literally my notes are: When does the fucking song start? It's three minutes in, and the song hasn't started. Right. And then why do I get the feeling that I'll be begging for the relative whimsy of this child's lullaby by the end of this tape? <laughs> <laughs> like, because honestly, and so to bed is one of the least offensive tracks because it's 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 pointless well, it's background just, it's noise. It's just tray. It's or hold my, music. No, that was this. Was Trey. This was this Trey. Is Trey. This yeah. is Trey yeah. practicing guitar. Maybe. Right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. That is the vibe that I get from all of this shit. The same thing, you know, with uh 
fucking improv. Like, you know, you have a bunch of bullshit that you just don't include in your final tape. But this was all that bullshit in a tape. But, I mean, they didn't put it out until after they were big and they're like, hey. But, and I they mean, knew that, that they could make Does that make it work? Does that make it, no, wait, they didn't, though. They it was out. out to fans and <laughs> shows. Oh, they were God. like, here's us. You liked that? Check this out. And so to bed. Did they play that song live? <laughs> no. I looked up. Did this ever become a real song? Like, is this like something for like a no. fish fan to be like, oh, cool. This is like the original like <laughs> sketch. <laughs> there's of some this of track. there's some of those. No. This is not one of them. Though. No. No. So what's the point? There is Mitch, no. What is the point? point? That's it's the whole just point. It's like is a snapshot no into like what these geniuses who like create all this music we love like that's what they was going through their heads when they were starting it all out, man. When they had the idea, it's like reading Sartre's War Diaries, man. All right, that's garbage. Let's move on to the next two songs, which are "You Enjoy Myself," which speak for yourself, Trey, and "ACDC Bag." So let's listen to those real quick and. doing the Simpsons sing the blues again because <laughs> I uh, I'm gonna be Marge groaning throughout the entire rest of this fucking <laughs> album <laughs> God it's so stupid <laughs> wait is that kid Cuddy making it yeah <laughs> yeah yeah here we are um you, all right so you enjoy myself first let's get that out of the way because you like this isn't like this wasn't actually what you enjoy myself sounds like. You enjoy myself probably like a ten minute long song. This is literally just an acapella renditioning renditioning of the intro. And they're like, the hey, intro. let's put the intro to this. Let's instead of playing it with our instruments, let's do an acapella version of the intro of this song and then hand it out to people and see if they'll want to come like hear us play the actual song on real instruments. Yeah, I, or did they even have the rest of the song written at that point? Did they write I think it they, sequentially? And all they had so far was the intro, but it was so good they had to put it on the I album. think they had the intro done at least on real instruments, probably something after that, but for some reason all they wanted to do was just do it a cappella and put just that out. Yeah, because this became like their most famous song. Like, why wouldn't, if oh, this is your the... first demo, get, come on. This is, <laughs> this is, it's confounding. Even if it's not like the it, full version of it, go like it is a true. stanza into it and like your actual things. Like, not just like this nonsense, like. Acapella fuckery. It is true white dude hubris. 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 I know how to pronounce that word. It is white dude hubris to think that you can fucking put out that and call that a demo for, again, like you said, one of your most famous fucking songs. This is so stupid. This is so stupid. This is fucking Raffi for acid casualties. Like, this is <laughs> not good. It's not good. It's not good. What is there to say? I mean, well, look, I know you hate acapella music in general, Heather. I hate acapella. I hate <laughs> jam bands. I hate 
white dudes. Hey, hey. I know, I know. We're it's right true. here. Yeah. I know. I know. You hate them too. Yeah, some of them. A lot of them. Um, <laughs> I wrote for this track, I'm already very fed up with the goofiness of these dweebs. <sighs> it's very goofy. It's goofy. It's the point of it's... Like the fans like the goofy shit, right? Yeah, Mitch, like yeah, that's, that's part. That's kind of part of it. But like, even this is like, I feel like this is taking it too far. And maybe I'm not a hardcore enough fan to be like, oh yeah, I'm glad that they did this. I'm glad that in '86 they thought this was a good idea to give out to people. I'm glad in '98 they decided it was a good idea to put it out on CD. And I'm glad in 2011 they put it out on vinyl. And like. yet it's <laughs> timelessly terrible. Like I feel like all of those, it does not evolve. There's, I mean, even uh, like if you were to look at Fish over the course of their career. I mean, obviously, like this kind of album might be an outlier because they were still in college. But like, is there a trajectory here or is it still the same fucking song over and over and over again for well, 30 one, years? This one was short. At yeah. least. Mitch, <laughs> that's Wait, your answer. That's my, what, what? Is it was short. Well, no, this that's wasn't even it, though. This, know, wasn't, <laughs> this wasn't even the song, though. So it's like, that's why I'm confused. I'm always confused by it. It's like. Okay, but like, I'm talking about in in the career of fish, in the, the whole life trajectory, right? From a little fish egg, a little. <laughs> a little. Pupa. Pupa, piece of roe to, <laughs> to a fish bone. Where. Why is there any growth with this band? I say that eventually they decide to stop putting on a cappella of intros to songs, but I think <laughs> I do think they grow. <laughs> they get better like within themselves and like as songwriters to a certain extent. But like, I mean, this if is, like, you do a thing over and over again, like I guess yeah, you would get better at it. But is there? Uh, yeah, do the jams is there like, any get growth? better over Does time? Does it ever get different, or is it because that is the thing? There's it, a different eras. It sounds different, like depending on like which era you're listening listening to it too it's like gonna have like a different feel of like where they were at the moment three different decades their career 86 god that's too many years that's 30 years they took a a break yeah they took a couple breaks but honestly yeah i don't know why they kept thinking it was a good idea to put this out well because it makes them a shitload of money this is this is a subculture Uh, this is people's lives somewhere out there right now a dude is putting this on a mixtape he's making for his new girlfriend this do people make mixtapes? Nobody makes mixtapes. A playlist on Spotify, whatever. Okay, let's be clear. Um, but let's move on to the actual song. Ooh, the, the real song we got in this one? Yeah, the yeah. ACDC bag. Yeah. So <laughs> this is like... ACDC bag. some nice word salad they're cooking up for us right now. Ooh, yeah. It was the yeah. tasty type one. So it's named... It's because the name is after... Or the song is... Called that because it's the notes that they're playing. It's the apparently. chord progression. Only it, it's not actually the chord progression because there's an F where the B would be, and they didn't want to call the song that. Well, then why would you do the song? Wait, so there was gonna be an F, an F word slur on this? Yes. What? But so that's you, just what the chords what? were. That's what the chords were. So then, don't make that the name of the song or the reasoning they behind did. it. Well, no, the reasoning behind it. It's part of a whole. Overall, their concept album and ACDC bag is oh. some executioner that like cuts Shut off. Shut pe- up! No, Shut up. no, hold on. I want to hear this. <laughs> Amongst Fish, there was a concept album that came out early, super early, like probably right after this. Okay. Called uh, Game Henge or the Man Who Stepped Into Yesterday, and this is basically <laughs> the story of. I'm sorry. Wait, hold on. I Game heard about Henge. this. This was this was not only a concept album. This was Trey Anastasio's. Oh college thesis. Yes. Oh. Yes. It was his college thesis. Did he go thesis. to Hampshire? 
No, he went. They went to UVM. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, what it is? So here's a brief synopsis of the story. This guy Cornel Forbin gets sucked through like some kind of time portal, ends up in Gamehenge, where Wilson Game had Gamehenge. Where Wilson had stolen the Help and Friendly book from the lizards who needed the Help and Friendly book to survive. And I, are <laughs> go you? Go on, go on, go on. Are, uh, do, and do you hear yourself? <laughs> are the headphones? Do you working? enjoy myself? Do you, like what? So go on. I need more. <laughs> do we? Yes. So Wilson, Wilson's the big bad guy in the story, and his executioner is ACDC bag. And the song's about ACDC bag killing Mr. Palmer, this who is, is a rebel Malenko. against Wilson. Yes. This is a great Malenko. This is the fucking so, what was his name? The 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 um the vengeance guy. Yeah, uh, 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 who cares? Oh, it doesn't um, matter. So anyway, ACDC <laughs> bag is Wilson's executioner who stole the helping friendly book from the lizards, and Colonel Forbin had to come through a time I portal. Can't and believe this. Have the famous mockingbird fly him something to. Wait. To, go on. Uh, so he could defeat Wilson and give the helping friendly book back to the lizards because they didn't know how to live without it. It what? like taught them life. It taught Why? them how to like cook and shit. Why? Oh, yeah, is that? I was gonna ask. What's in the he- healthy friendly book? It's like instructions on how to like live life, like, uh, to, like it's, so. It's essentially it's a Bible. Like, oh my it's, god! Oh my god! It is ICP. It is the same it's shit ICP. as ICP. And wait, let me guess. So this <laughs> mythology uh, pers- yeah, goes on throughout their discography, go- right? There's more to this story. Oh yeah, there's like a bunch on? of songs. It's like it's an <laughs> album plus worth of songs that are about this. And like event, every once in a while, wait. a new song like gets is, added. Is, into is the mix. it like a traditional like kind of Christian good and evil with like a yeah cre- yeah oh. Mitch. <laughs> <laughs> Mitch, Mitch you, do you know you're a that this, is, this is the same thing <laughs> as a, the it, it literally is the I same thing. I assume so. Like, <laughs> uh, basically. And Kiss, maybe. Also, a little bit. A little bit. Well, they only had that one concept album. They were done. Yeah, I mean, no, they have their own mythology. Right, you know? Like, right. they are the mythology. Right. The band is the mythology. Right. Kiss. That's what I'm saying. It has a lot in common with them. But especially with ICP. Especially the Juggalos. And, and, uh, and also the fact that it's like a subculture unto itself and they have their own huge festivals. That people oh, it's the same shit. It's, it's the, the same, same shit. Right. And then Juggalos, the, uh, fish yeah. fans, like and then it has people. And, also, and that you can make DIY Juggalo merchandise and you can be an, a Juggalo artisan and sell your Juggalo crystals. It's the fucking same. Yep. You know, <laughs> yep. It's it's pretty much the same thing. Juggalo crystals are actually meth. It's like... <laughs> It's not like a cult cult. Well, they don't, eh. well, Christian mythology, good and evil. The more we're going in on this, and yeah. the more like I actually, I, <laughs> I, I need to remind everyone that I, I spent money on this. I bought this. I purchased this <laughs> with money at one point. I didn't stream it for free. Like I, I yeah. purchased the actual version of this. And the more we're going on, the more I think you're convincing <laughs> me that it's a cult. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least it's like a kind of cult where well, you like can do y- drugs oh, and bu- then have sex and stuff. Right, right. It's like, it's like the Rajneeshis. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Trey Anastasio is not the Bhagwan Rajneesh, please. <laughs> he is poisoning salad bars all across the Midwest. <laughs> um, this, is, this is my favorite fish standard. Sheba is a bitch. <laughs> well, we just figured everything out, so I don't know why we need to continue with this podcast. How? But how does it happen? <laughs> how does like, it like, how does this music, which essentially uh, is just, like, longer versions uh, of songs that you can hear a dad band play at Hampton oh Beach, like, how did this become a cult? How does it happen? I'm uh, Nobody knows. It blows it my mind does. about fish. It just does. Nobody knows. And ICP and, like, 
<laughs> I'm losing it, guys. I'm losing it. I feel like we like went down a wormhole that we're never going to get out of. Um, like, should we go on to the next song? I mean, can I say something before we get into the story of ACDC Bag? Can I just say something about the way the music made me feel? Yes. <laughs> Use I statements. Please. I think I figured out what bother one of the like the one of the main things that bothers me about fish go on i like music that you can bob your head to right you know like you bob your head to it whether it's right. like whether it's funk and you're in the pocket and you're beat. like oh and you got a, the stank face on or whether it's punk and you're like kind of head banging a little bit with or fish, hip-hop and you have a hand in yeah the and you got the hand in it with fish you can't really bob your head to this music. You have to. It's, w- it's all you shoulders. Have to wiggle your head. It's, it's white all shoulders. People music you have for to white wiggle people. your head in like a circular motion, and I hate doing that. And why would you do that? You have to move like a hippie idiot when you listen to this. It's the yeah. only appropriate dance, and that's a problem. That's a problem for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine, you know. Whatever floats your boat. But for me, I just I feel so uncomfortable. With the way this music makes my head move. Okay. Well, I'm glad we have that moment. And uh, we should move on because there's a lot of songs. And right. we <laughs> did already just figure out everything, I'm pretty sure. So <laughs> yeah. uh, we'll just uh, you know, play them all back to back. No, um, we're going to play. Uh, let's see. Oh, God. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Christ. Heather, what's the, the, song, <laughs> what's the next song the called? The next song is called Fuck Your Face. Is it a little B song or? Uh, oh no, it's a fish song. We're still we're still here. Uh, after that, we're gonna listen to the divided sky. All right. So all right, uh, let's go and do that. Guess it's not a singing type. It would rather yell and spit. If you don't think you like this guitar, you're really asking for shit. Cause when I get mad, I get, I get red, and then I start to see. This guitar's gonna fuck your face Cause it knows how to scream (laughs) God, are we done yet? So fuck your face. <laughs> fuck you. What do you say to me? This, <laughs> this is the first of the songs. Of like A lot of this song was like just Trey or like some of the stuff, a couple members of the band. There are a few songs that are just Mike Gordon, the bassist, just fucking around. This is one of them, and you'll be able to tell oh. when they come up. So yeah, no, I did. I did start to take note after like the second song where I was like, "Who the fuck wrote this?" And it was also Mike Garden Gordon. <laughs> um, but yeah, this was definitely like the first one that I like laughed out loud to at least. I will uh, say, it is you know super punk. <laughs> hey, you know what? In this song's defense, it's more nope. of a blues song. And than And we're alumni done with blues. the sentence. <laughs> what did you say? I said it's more of a blues song than alumni blues. Sort of. You just yeah. tried to I defend mean, the song. I don't want to hear that <laughs> in my presence wait, right now. <laughs> how is it? Mo- I mean, what? I, I like, don't know. It's, it feels feels angrier. It does have that raw. Who is Mike Gordon energy. trying to intimidate? You, the listener. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna <laughs> fuck your face. Fuck That's you. right. Yeah, he's so mad he gets really red. Fuck your face because he bought <laughs> a gu- because he bought a guitar or something. <laughs> yeah, like, he got a he bought a guitar it? and it didn't work. And, and it didn't work. I went to the. Uh, 
It made no sound, and I plugged it into the wall. It's another asinine song where the lyrics don't matter at all. First world white kid and UVM problems. You know? I don't know why I ever try to defend this. I'm looking back at myself like 30 <laughs> seconds ago. And <laughs> See, this show really is about personal growth, I would say. <laughs> We're really doing the Lord's work. Um, it's, it's fine. It's fine. I mean, look, Alumni Blues was also bad, so yeah. you might yes. be right. Yep. It's fucking so stupid. They rap in this song. And also, they can't deliver the lines in sync, even when it's clearly just layering one vocal track. No, oh. it's way off beat. I almost think that he just recorded the guitar and then did the vocals separately <sighs> and just looking With at the like waveform and trying to guess. Ugh. Or not even, they didn't have waveforms back then. He was looking at the, at the, uh, the needle on the, on the EQ on his mixer and trying to guess when he should come in because he's so off. It's and so he plays stupid. bass. You need to have rhythm for that. Like, what's even happening, Gordo? What's happening, buddy? Why can't you deliver your lines it's on- fucking trash. Was this guy on drugs or something? Probably. Ugh. We'll get into that I, later. Again, <laughs> stop. Like, like drugs are, are great <laughs> sometimes. And in this case, like, no amount of drugs could make this good. I'm sorry. Like, no amount of drugs is going to make that song good. But well, like, doing a song is just fucking around. It's I not know. a song. Like, it comes back to things like, oh, well, they were just fucking around. But why was it released if they were just fucking around? Right. And like, why they did were people buy it? Why did how, how they, many people buy it? Like, still, like, it was written for somebody. Like, it was released for somebody. Somebody must have, they thought someone needed to hear this, and right. they did. Like, I don't know. People, and, but, you know, people, I, I, like, I went on Rate Your Music, and, like, we were, we, for a while, we've been going on Rate Your Music trying to find out, like, what's the worst jam band album and you can't ever find out because jam band fans just rate everything highly. They like all of it. This shit has five star reviews on Rate Your Music with people being like, "Yo, the version of ACDC bag on this album is fucking tight." But even if it has a Why? couple, even if it has a couple hidden gems, you just still rate it like three stars. But it stars. doesn't have any hidden gems. It has no gems, and it's and it's abundantly clear. But and also this song is fucking around. The next song, how Divided many, yeah, Sky, how many adjectives? Also how many, fucking around. It's just him practicing guitar again. Do we have okay, for okay. Like a twelve string. Let's hear how this sounds on the mic. Divided okay. Sky actually turned into a real song. No, that, did it? Yes. No, it didn't. Yes, it did. Divided no. Sky. Still, it's an instru- it's a mostly instrumental song. The only lyrics is that divided sky and the wind blows high. Like it's that. Oh. That's the only lyrics. But I'm, that's like that's like, if you see that if you see that live like that's like a badge of honor. Among fish people, Ooh, like that's it's a, a it's a rarity. Rare. That's a rarity. It's a, it's no, at this point, I'm realizing like that there has not been a single song uh, so far on this fucking album, and that this no 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 no, no, no. we had ACDC bag, oh. please <laughs> mind you, we had alumni blues. <laughs> Shut up. The divided sky is like a song. It's an intro composed entirely of a third grade field trip to the museum of science and jumping up and down on the stairs. Yeah, it's, it would be good montage music, I guess. No, that literally sounds like the Museum of Science stairs, the musical stairs when you step on them. Oh, those Yeah, exactly. Like those. It's like a third grade fucking field trip to the Museum of Science put to record and sold uh, to people for money that they you paid. <laughs> yeah, like Record Store Day, usually those shits go for like $30. Those are big $30 deals. Oh, God. They're spitting in our face at this point. <laughs> All right. Do you feel um, like they're spitting in your face, Mitch? Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but every... Does, anyone uh, do, you, they, like, do you think they're saying these 
idiots will buy anything or like. Oh, they are definitely yes, saying that. Yes, that's exactly what they are saying. They are definitely saying that. Well, they're saying these idiots will buy anything. Do people feel like they're actually doing them a favor? Like, finally, the white tape is out on vinyl. I don't know. Those people are know. out there, right? Yeah, they are. But like, I don't. How do you get? I to don't that know if I've point. met them, but like, ha. Huh. I don't know. I don't know. Someone. I don't know. In- we became juggalos after an episode, Mike. I gotta say, and I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, after that we- ICP album was. so so fucking much better than this. It album. really is. It really it is. If I'm gonna really join good. any cult, I'm definitely joining the Juggalos before I join any fucking jam band traveling fessy crew. That, you know what? Say All what right, you will well, about ICP, just like, but don't mellow my buzz, man. <laughs> <laughs> Say what you will about uh, about ICP, but that that album was focused. It had a narrative. It was a complete vision. Right. There was a beginning, middle, and end. And this, end being the primary part that I album, am concerned with. This album is like. It's like just what it's like they, <laughs> deflating fucking whoopee cushion. Like I feel like they had just recorded like dozens of demos just for their own use to be like listen back to and and write new parts over and they just maybe all of them were burned into fire except for this one and they were like, "Well, all right, well this is all we have left and we forgot every other song." I just take I I can't even figure out why would know. you put this out? I don't know. Under what I don't circumstances? Cuz they're making money. And even, and even if like even if you put they're it making out, money. you put it out in 86 when you were first getting started and you're just handing it out to people. And like, okay, maybe that'll get people. Why do you put it back out? No. Why? Twice. Were the fans twice? Cla- were the fans clamoring twice. for it? Were the fans hit emailing Trey, being like, Trey, you gotta drop the white. Tape. I don't know. It was getting like traded like on the underground, like as like a oh well, oh here's the white tape. Like you should hear this. It's like their old shit. Like, and I think it would have done fine. I if hate it. Just like only had. This. If it only had like an underground release or whatever, and like never had an official loop, then it'd be fine. Then I wouldn't care about it. Then I wouldn't have suggested you. Then I wouldn't have suggested that we do it on this and then, episode. And then where would we well, be? I was gonna, exactly. I was going to say, I mean, I'm sure there's all types of recordings, demo recordings and, and, and show recordings that, that the fans are into and trade around, but that Fish isn't like, no, nah, we're, we're not, we're not going to do that. But then again, if you search for Fish on Spotify, there are like fucking like 50-something albums. No. Yes, and it's so, no. look at it's all, like look at all this, live I'm scrolling stuff. through yeah. it. Yeah. Look at this, look at no. over 50 albums. So they actually do, I feel like they do just release everything, huh? Also, how many shows has Can we move played? on? <laughs> All right. We, okay, get a lot on. Of, we get a lot of fucking songs to deal with here. Yeah, we And just... I've already, my patience has been trayed. <laughs> get it? Should we, should we do three on the next one? <laughs> All right, I don't even know. All right, what are the next three? So we have- Yeah, we um, can definitely do three on the next so one. So we have Slave to the Traffic Light, Which Aftermath, is, and Ingest. Yeah, and yeah. one of those is a song. Um, Combined, all three of them make maybe a third of a song. <laughs>
fuck is happening? What? Why? Hey, I like Slave to the Traffic Light. Oh, my God. You Stop. know what? Okay. Well, all right. right. Let's, let's start let's there. Tr- yes. Let's, let's, yes. Yeah, let's. Go ahead. I also liked Slave to the Traffic Light. It's, it, well, it sounds like an intro to a Flaming Lips song. I thought it sounded like Joni Mitchell a little bit. And you know why I liked it? I could bob my head to it. Nice. Uh, yeah, exactly. That hits a da-da-da. It hits a beat. Yeah. yeah. There's a beat there. I appreciated that. Yeah. The one, I'm not going to, like, look. I'm not. I, I'm not going to go out and ever listen to that song ever again. No. But it's music it's I wouldn't their... mind having on in the background, like to a bath. So I could I'm slowly all... starting to win you over. <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. I, I could almost see myself. I would. <laughs> the next song will make me take the radio next to my bath and drop it in, uh, still plugged into an outlet. So I could, <laughs> I could almost see myself like at a party and th- someone puts a song on and I go, "Oh, what's this?" And they'll say, "Oh, it's fish." And I'll go, "Oh." Yeah. <laughs> but I'll ask the question in the first place. You know what I mean? Yep, yep it's true. <laughs> it's, my nice, it's some nice music to pretend to be deep to. But then the next two tracks, Aftermath and Ingest. I don't understand it at all. So Aftermath, it starts out with like this like air traffic control, like, it's like tarmac l- liftoff. They like okay, it's someone opening like the door on a plane, like while well, they're already up in the air. It's just like yes, yeah. it's, it's Southwest like, Airlines. Except <laughs> I think what it actually is is literally just fucking around with the delay pedal. Yes, that's yeah. what so much of this is. It is, and it's also just like juxtaposed, like in between cheesy seventies like love ballad strings and like. You right. know, yeah, just to remind you that these guys are far out, man. Like they don't follow the rules. <laughs> this is a nice blend of their st- of like the studio fuckery nonsense songs and the acoustic wankery nonsense songs. They're both in this one. You get them both. <laughs> yeah. You, you only cut the the sample hey, from the uh, the air tr- the air line fucking engine noise, but there is like more just strumming of acoustic 12-string guitars right. in this too, right? Like, yeah, it's like some parsley, sage, rosemary, and thyme shit, except it's just like oregano pre-roll in the parking lot shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's dumb. Um, and then more of also, that. Also, the white noise static is the highlight of the song. <laughs> <laughs> like, do, they, do they do that on later albums? Do they do more <sighs> of this like noise Every album, a lot of their albums have like a song of it where it's just like this weird like nonsense for like a song's worth, like a two minute song's worth. And then like the rest of it is actual songs. But this is just like every two out of three songs is just nonsense on this album. And do they ever like do that live and just jam out on it for like a half hour of like. On like their white noise, like dust in the wind. Like what the fuck? (laughs) Not anymore. Not anymore. Maybe in like the 90s at some point. Maybe the 80s they did. Like. They have songs that are like weird acapella things that someone comes out and plays a vacuum cleaner over, but like <laughs> why? So uh, yeah, why? Yeah, there's a third song we played and it's called Ingest, and uh, that was the one that was like. That's the whole song. It's just like it's. If, it's, if there was anything other than like just that simp riff and the guy laughing on this track, that's it what might it sounds be, like. It sounds like it's spanking. Yeah, like, a, a, like, like <laughs> if there's anything other, if there's like oh, actual like drums involved, it. and like it might actually be kind of cool. But it's just like that. And the guy laughing every once. It just sounds like they threw on a Cronenberg movie. It also could be on that ICP album. No. Yeah, ICP because it's like so this weird pseudo spooky world. No, if it was an ICP album, it would, it would be that, but it would, it would be going. <laughs> That's literally what the song. 
dog is. He just goes. <laughs> it's just not. It's just not a juggler. It's not. A, it's, it's not like a evil clown. Laugh. Okay, but it's literally the same thing, like structurally and conceptually. Uh, it's stupid and it's bad. And uh, uh, the best part of the song was I was listening to it on YouTube and I had an ad that I was forced to listen to about durable, lightweight sandal wear for dads. <laughs> and that was the best part of the song. That <laughs> was the part of the song that wasn't the song. I uh, I like that these two songs were that we just did them because I have literally nothing else to say about them. We can just right. move on. We to can the just next move two on. Songs. Let's move on. Uh, move on. All right. We're going to take a, we're going to go right into <laughs> the next song here. Oh, this one which we should just do. we're going to keep on its own. Yeah. Solo. This, this needs to be by itself. Yeah. So there's a lot to discuss here. This is NO2. <laughs> if you're into chemistry, you might know what they're referring to. Except they use the wrong equation. <laughs> yes. There <laughs> we go. go. Almost done. Okay. How does that feel? <laughs> well. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like the real version of that song, do you got a thirty sec or twenty second bite of it? Yep. That song's like eight minutes long. It's, it's, it's all like tooth drilling <laughs> music. Dude, I have like severe anxiety <laughs> about going to the dentist. Like this the worst thing in the world is going to the dentist. Yeah. And like this song. I know it's just they're just making the noises with the delay pedal, but it like really puts me there. Yeah, oh no, no, they definitely like encapsulate how awful it is to go to the dentist. Like and all yet the drill noises <laughs> and like the drilling sound is almost the most bearable part of this album because why? Why wouldn't the dentist hang up his phone though? <laughs> like at the start of this song, it's just like it starts with like a phone being off the hook noise for like yeah. thirty seconds. Is that supposed to be? That's supposed to be like a drill. Well, I mean, they're just using like a like analog delay. It's a metaphor. <laughs> it's Come on, dude! This is like the opposite of ASMR. This is this is (laughs) (laughs) that is exactly right. This is just anxiety-inducing sound. Yeah, Yeah. with that with uh, uh, you feeling okay? Yeah, dude. The dentist who's like, uh. I do not want a fish guy. Sounds like fucking what he says like to his wife while they're having sex. (laughs) (laughs) Is this alright? Sound feel good? Great. Like, come on, dude. Yeah. Like, uh, it's like NO2, obviously, the fucking title referencing nitrous oxide. Right, but as I was saying, it's it's N2O. N2O. <laughs> it's not even NO2. Like, these yeah. guys aren't even good at being drug guys. I know. And also, like, unlike nitrous, which is at least fun for 20 seconds, this is just unbearable for seven and a half minutes. Well, there's like 20 seconds where it actually kind of sounds like nitrous. Like, the pl- clip we yeah, played, it's like, kind of... <laughs> Okay, again, what's the joy in that? There's nothing good about that. Like, I'm not on nitrous, so it's... It's it's to put you in the... I don't know. And then no, it turns, but the anything is, you listen to on nitrous is good. Maybe that's the point. Maybe that's the deep point of well, this. No, everything you listen to on nitrous, it sounds like... Exactly, exactly, exactly. But, like, and then it turns... But it still manages to turn into, like, one of those, like, acoustic guitar circle jerks at some point, like, halfway through the song. It's just, like, starts being guitar. Ugh. Right. And then, like, but it's... So it's like weird, like delay pedal, like nitrousy noises going over it and shit. For like, I don't know. It's terrible. For over five minutes. Yeah. It's, it's honestly, like, 
I literally <sighs> forgot the song was happening and spaced out for three minutes. No, and it's still I was happening. I was sitting there like tense with goosebumps, <laughs> oh, no. being like, "No, <laughs> I hate going to the dentist so much. It's really it's a serious problem." I feel yeah. like the majority <laughs> of fish songs are like composed with the thought that you'll space out for three minutes and not notice that it's still going on. Like I. <sighs> Did I, they make this song for pe- people to do nitrous to, like as like a, like a set piece for that? I don't know. I don't, again, I think it's like another one that they didn't play live. I think this is another Mike Gordon. Oh, you don't say. They didn't, yeah, they didn't right. Play this live. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, they just they just bring a telephone. They made they like bring a telephone and just pick it off the speaker and just hold it up for the like, start of it and Ugh. shit. Mike Gordon, dude, stop letting that dude Cut do your out. tape recorder. So this also, one's just Mike Gordon? This yes. This is another and I, just yeah, Mike Gordon one special. One of my notes was a, a line from the, the quote-unquote song, which is, I know it hurts, but it'll be over soon. False fucking advertising, Mike Gordon. <laughs> it goes on for much longer it after that. It still oh, goes this. on. And then there's some noodly strings just in case, you know, you wanted, you know, if you thought you had forgotten, you were listening to a Fish album. There we are. But that was a a welcome respite. I mean, well, the thing is, they're still doing we're doing drill noises behind that. Yeah, like, like it was supposed to be like your his like nitrous hallucination or something. He's coming out of the. He's, he's still to getting his teeth operated on horribly <laughs> in the background by Mike Gordon of all people. Let's move on. I thought. Yeah, that, yeah. Know, like, Wait, we wanted this to be a standalone because we had so much to say about it, and ultimately, like, our final uh, summation is. <sighs> well, what I realized also is maybe we should have played Fluff's Travels after this because Fluff's Travels is like literally just the end of the No. Two song. <laughs> yeah, like, there's no. I don't uh, know why they made it a separate track. Right. But I think we can do that and we'll then do... doggone god, doggone dog, doggone dog. gong. Well, yeah, we'll we'll go ahead and do that. She was mad, was still steaming. So I think we can just not talk about Fluff's travels. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, my, my only comments were I'm not commenting on this garbage anymore, dude. And <laughs> and then I continue it's, to comment. It's, like, <laughs> it's just the end of the last one, only it changes to a minor key, gets a little bit faster. And then changes the different synth. It's like pretty much just the end of N-O-2. It's just yeah, it's just yeah. the ending of the song. It's, right, it, it, and if they flow together as if they recorded it as the same song, it should have just been one. Right, song. that's literally my comment underneath. I'm not commenting on this garbage anymore. Was what is even the point of a track listing when the album is just one long recording of people yelling muffledly in a room to each other without <laughs> having anything to say? But like also. Yeah. Subtitle, College Parties, the mixtape. <laughs> Dude, like, <laughs> like, NO2 is already, like, eight minutes long. It could have added oh. on anu- another, like, yeah, minute Yeah, why would you even no call this a noticed. separate song? It literally, what happened? Who's traveling? Wh- who's fluff? Where are they going? Because it seems like they went nowhere. He's obviously on a nitrous he, oxide trip at the Or dentist, is he the go- dog The end of the song is his hallucination or something. Maybe he's the dog on dog. Well, I mean, got, fluff the dog, is the name right, of a dog. So, dog on dog, did you read those lyrics, Heather? Ugh. Uh, all I re- Mitch, you know the lyrics, right? Is I don't really though. I just like I don't. Really do you guys uh, know what this song is about? No, uh, I didn't pull up the lyrics. You guys don't know lyrics. what the song is about? 
Uh, I guess not. Go go ahead and educate us. This song is about stepping in dog shit. Stop it. I stepped no. onto a log, 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 log. Oh, my God. It, you're right. It was a dog log, you hear, and I knew that she was near. It was still steaming. Yeah. So oh, it's wow. literally about a dog taking a shit. So it's about a dog taking a shit. It's about a dog. So you're it's accurate, like <sighs> on the actual songs. I'm paying zero attention to the lyrics. I'm just getting down with the groove. That that how dare you? I did, not, I did not realize that at all. Oh my god! And the groove is not even good. It's, it's I, I mean it's go, it's, go, it's nursery go, rhyme go, again. Go, it's nur- go, go. again. You know, actually, got, I just looked at my notes and I have written what the hell is Trey Anastasio singing about? He's singing about stepping in dog shit. Yeah, I didn't realize. I, <laughs> it's like I, I wrote down. It's as if you asked every dad in the park on a Sunday to put together their best impression of a lounge act and play what they came up with to open for a community softball game. Yeah, this is the music that dads <laughs> play at community events. That's the, it is exactly that's what that. Fish's music is. And, and like and like if Shel Silverstein had no sense of humor and had or cleverness. Right. You know, like yeah. it, what? What is? What is this? What is even happening? It's about dog shit. And again, that's the great. It's about climax. It's here, about dog folks. shit, and it sounds like dog shit. And it smells yes, Dude, and like, it smells I like even, dog like, get shit. Him down with the solo on this one. It's like the keys and the guitar are just like fighting each other the entire time. Like nothing's well, actually in front. It's just like. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. It, I mean, there's some decent musical progressions, but they just U-turn dramatically into this like pseudo whimsical like nothingness. And again, you got to wiggle your head to it. You can't even bob your head. It's, a <laughs> it's all on the shoulders. I keep telling you, it's all oh, on the shoulders. God, shut up. You got to shimmy. You got to do a <laughs> Steph Curry shimmy Enough to it. with the shoulders. Ah, it's all about the shoulders. <sighs> Next. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, all right. So on uh, let's go on to the next one. This uh, song. He entered the bog. Okay. Yeah, he, he entered the ent- bog. He ent e n t to the bog. B o g. Are we doing he entered the bog by itself? Or we're gonna do no, run like an antelope. Let's do too? that and run like an antelope. Let's just all fucking right. whip on through it. Um, we have we enter the bog or he ent whatever whoever ent. It's not a verb, so it doesn't matter. Who cares? And then another song that we'll hear. Home on the Range. When do hamburgers most enjoy watching TV? During prime time. How do you make a hamburger green? To the bog. Yeah, <laughs> to the bog. All right. We only played like a couple, like a 20 section part of that. There's like five different parts of the to that song. None of them make sense. None of them have anything to do with each other. You happen to catch the uh, hamburger popsicle stick joke which section of it. <laughs> which is actually probably the best part of the song. The rest of it is just like. <sighs> yeah, it's them at their most Revolution 9. Uh, there's a lot of yeah. Okay, jokes. that is the comment. Okay, this was the one I found this on. 
I don't know if this was. So I was some page. I fucking forget. It was maybe a You're not your music. Cite your source. I didn't cite my fuck. I didn't Who cite cares? my source. It doesn't matter because it's fucking garbage. Are we gonna get sued by some fish fan? Who cares? <laughs> Who's gonna sue us first? The fish fan. That would who mean wrote people would Prince? have to listen to this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Prince. I mean, Prince, Prince from the grave. Is, yeah, from <laughs> no. the grave. Princess <laughs> or yeah, Lars Ulrich. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, this is the quote. Perhaps "Home on the Range" is not a hamburger's favorite song. <laughs> this is how it starts. Some hamburgers. <laughs> enough already. So here we go. Some hamburgers might be inclined to name this Mike. Mike Gordon. Again. Oh, of course. What of course. Of course, it's a Gordo original. Fucking Mike Gordon. This Mike Gordon track from Fish's White Tape is their favorite for it pays curious homage to the hamburger cause. Rife with hamburger witticisms. Hamburger witticisms. Why did you not that cite the source? Term. I need to seek well, this person and out. Originally and look. called Hamburger by fans prior to the official release of this recording, this sonic construction is reminiscent of the Beatles' Revolution 9. Not coincidentally, portions of this recording were used for Fish's live performance of that Lennon Ono puzzler during the Fab Four with a PH, guys. The Fab Four's White Album set in Glens Falls, New York on 10-31-94. So they covered the whole White Album and then they did He Entered the Bog yes. as their Revolution Number yes. 9. Yep. So I was right. Um, Dude, like the, like what? <laughs> other than the hamburger part, I couldn't like take notes on like everything I, I was going on. There was just like too much. It was too much nonsense to like process like what the hell was going on well that and that's song. what they yeah. want it's like trump in the news cycle like they want <laughs> us to just be totally overwhelmed by fucking information that we can't you know parse anything out individually or think critically anymore so i will say uh, checkmate he went to the bog <laughs> there were a couple parts where they just did they just sampled like another song and it was kind of like a dark wave sample and I kind of dug it. Yeah, shut there's up. a part like, shut up. Stop no, it. I'm telling you for for a couple minutes Fish the band doesn't play, they sample another song and it kind of dug it. It's okay, like so a the one sample of the like, album that isn't Fish is the best part. There's like this weird like James Bond theme kind of part. That's what that I'm ha- talking about. That wasn't yeah. actually them, you don't think? No. Oh, okay. That's got to be a sample of something I else. Listen. Maybe my You think that was them? What did they work? They had like horns in it. They Maybe didn't Mike Gordon have that came budget. Down, uh, there was synth horns. They had synth xylophone. I wouldn't put it past them having synth horns. They couldn't play that synth xylophone to save Stop. their lives. Maybe for like the five minutes that Mike Gordon was sober while they made this, like he actually managed <laughs> to bang that out. He Entered the Bog is maybe the only one that the Stoppy should actually listen to for context because there's a lot going on in He Entered the Bog that we just can't yeah, cover. Yeah, a lot going like. on. Yeah. Like, quote, some guys once asked me what kind of emotion his words were to. Of course, it's a hamburger. One single large puffy bun with dots on it. Science asked me what the word was. I said, of course, the word is no, dot, 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 it Nuvit, 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 nuvit. Weary, weary word. So this is a cult. And we're <laughs> in a cult. Also, my main note about this was maybe this shit is just fucking bad and doesn't have some magical, mystical, hidden meaning. Like, I feel like that's the big thing with fish and with cults is there's this, like, you know, like, referential, like, oh, yeah, they played this part. And then when they did the Revolution 9 at their live show and it's like, it makes sense. Like, no, it could just be, like, Pretty Little Liars. 
years where they never had an ending to begin with and they just let it go on for seven seasons and then all of a sudden, you know, they, they ended it abruptly with a British twin. Like, it is so useless and so unnecessary. And again, no clear beginning, middle, end, no clear climax, no clear, you know, anything here. It's just not that clever and i feel like fish and their fans are super into like thinking about yeah. how clever they need to get their decoder is. rings on and figure right. out what does first of all he enters the bug let's start with the, t- the title yes let's he enters mitch? the bug mitch what? i'm Thoughts? not defending this one <laughs> i don't know how you could like Can that's you like translate? The, i'm like only like I don't have enough thetans to get into this one for like, <laughs> if we're going to call it. Too like, many thetans. I have too many thetans. They're not enough thetans. I don't know how thetans work. I don't know how this song works. <laughs> I don't know why this song is like Do two minutes of like someone laughing in it. All like, right. Well, first, yeah. we're going to give you these uh, things to hold on to. And let's talk about your engrams real quick. Yeah, let's. <laughs> um, <laughs> so your entgrams? <laughs> the engram to the bog. So hey, we listened to a second song. Let's just move Do on. Do we care? The antelope run like an antelope. Did this we is listen a, to it? This is a fish. Um, this is a classic one. This is fan a fan favorite. Yeah, they, people love this. song. They still play this today. They play it quite often, as yeah. I understand it. I think the last time I saw them, they played this. Um, what do you think of Run Like an Antelope? I like uh, it. <laughs> I said just because you can play guitar doesn't mean you have a band or something as a song. Followed by, this album is such a structureless, empty fucking musical dick suck. And followed by, how do you play guitar while jacking off at the same fucking time? I said, I never want to hear another acoustic guitar again. (laughs) I said, this one sounds like a fleshed out version of all the other half-assed acoustic guitar tracks. I'll give it that. That's true. That's true. You know, because there's been a lot. The flesh is also bad. (laughs) I actually, I do feel like all the other acoustic guitar jerk-offs have been leading up to Run Like an Antelope. Like those, the (laughs) other ones were like him trying to figure out how to play Run Like an Antelope and he figured it out and they made it. It still is just like, um, I don't know, like. Bad? There's, the thing with Fish is like. It's bad? Look, let me finish my thought. Go ahead. The thing with Fish is like, it's all about the, uh, you know, the jams and and where they go with it and the different directions they take all where the different they go, versions nowhere. of the songs nowhere all the different versions of the songs they play live how they evolve over time but it they really don't. when you get down to it it is the same song time and time again it's, i don't get that i get what you're saying i've never felt that I like this one. It's cool to hear the demo. If this is what they were trying to accomplish with this album to make people who like the music be like, oh, cool, it's cool to hear the super early demos. They accomplished it with this song and a couple other ones. But for the most part, this album is still complete. Even this song. So if you want to say that Run Like an Antelope is like, you know, it's a bright spot in this album, I think I would agree with that. Because it is is a more fleshed out song. It's not about stepping in dog shit. It's oh it's God. not it's not about wearing shoes on Listen, your head. Listen, it's yeah. fleshed out in the sense like I mean, I feel like what is what is what is good about this music? Does it empower people to think that they are also musicians? Is that kind of the like core no, element here? Like, like Do you feel like you're part of the band? Is, like is it, I feel like I'm enjoying what the band's doing while yeah. they're doing it. So like that's what it is. I like 
enjoying something and like up oh, your shoulders wiggled i could see I you do <laughs> it when you were describing I know, it dude, like, just like okay catching, so it's it like, might just be like a gene that we're missing yeah really. i don't know it's like a matter of, it's like a matter of taste on something it's like yeah some it sure people is got it. some people got it some people don't there was an old there was an old jerry garcia quote where oh he God. said where he said basically our music's like licorice not everybody likes licorice, but people I who hate like licorice, licorice. <laughs> but people who like licorice really like licorice. Who likes so licorice? If you like licorice, you No, that it's a metaphor. Li- okay. It's a metaphor. But it's who like, likes it? Do you like it? I like licorice. Okay. Ooh. Yeah. Do you like black licorice? I do like black that's licorice. What that's what they're that's what they're that referring must be to. The gene we're missing. Okay, <laughs> we're missing it. It's like some people think cilantro tastes like soap. Yeah, I don't, but like... I love cilantro. I know, we all love... We're all white we people that all love cilantro. We are all cilantro fans in this room. <laughs> That's one thing we can agree on. Look, because I Are know, we done? <laughs> yeah, I, I want to make it clear here that I don't think people are dumb for liking fish. Mm. And I don't I don't think it's bad to like fish. No, I'm serious. It's fine. Like, everyone's got yeah. their everyone's got their own things. Like, I like death grips. You know what I mean? Like, That's good. No, I know. Well, we think it's good, but death grips is a joke well, to a lot of people. Truth and I is understand objective, that. obviously, as I, we know. <laughs> I understand. Oh, no, I completely understand I mean, my why truth people is fucking the hate on jam truth, bands right? all the time. I completely get it. Like, yeah. it's a very easy thing to hate on. I get it's it. I understand so the criticism. And it's so like, again, it's like you have all the time in the world to go nowhere. But I just don't want to make people feel bad because okay, they like it. That's fine. I know. I, I, I did make people feel bad. <laughs> I don't want to make people feel bad for liking it because it, I it, it, it I is. I might it is, want to. Look. <laughs> I, 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 no, we have a lot of really great friends that we do respect and love. That like fish. Right. Is it's, it like liking Trump? No. But is it close? Yes. <laughs> I don't think it's on the same thing. They're not, hurt, they're not know, hurting know, anybody. Like, they're not hurting anybody. I think that's true. the important thing, even though they're it's, called. They're so aggressively harmless that that might be the thing I hate that's about them the, the most. That's the problem, yeah. That yeah. might be <laughs> the thing I hate about them the most, is that they're so like offensively inoffensive. You know, They're just so... Unambitious. They do their thing. They come in when they're on tour, and they flood out a neighborhood for a little bit, and then they're gone. And it's like, that's what they're to hate. Yeah, and you know, I think, um, like, I can come up with all these like highfalutin reasons why fish is bad, and I could. But <laughs> at the end of the day, the real reasons I think fish is bad is because I don't like the way that their music makes my head move, and yeah. I think that their timbers are just too plinky and wiggy, and it's just it's just repulsive and, to me. And it's, and you know it's, it's just the way that I am I have come into my own as a human being. Well, you know, I know what I like, and like fish is just outside of that bubble. Well, and it's also the laziest white dude approach to making music. You know what I mean? Like, oh, let's just roll the tape and like keep well, all the, of it. You know what I mean? Right. I think that's fucking garbage. I think it's white dude entitlement, and I'm over this it. This album for sure is that. Yeah. And would it kill him to just have one song? Just just a song that's just like, duh, 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 duh. You know, like, no. you know, just 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 a regular beat. I thought you were just, just gonna say with just beat. one song because I don't think we've listened to a single song on this fucking album. But it's no. fine. I, I'm done airing my grievances with with fish right. on mass. This album though is let's trash. Just get to the last yeah. two. And yeah, last two, and, okay. and then we'll we'll wrap it up. People will see what we're talking. About. Yeah, yeah, these are easy. These are easy. Yeah. <laughs> All right, these next two songs are. Minkin and Letter to Jimmy Page. Those are the ones. I think they're absolutely stunning. Mom, can we go out and buy a Marjorie Minkin painting, please? After you eat your dinner. 
Yes, you can buy your own paintings fresh from the making studio. close out the album first you got this <laughs> you got a skit of them doing like a public access like parody yes uh ec- like you know chronicle episode about <laughs> some local artist that no one's ever heard of there's probably like some college friend who gives a fuck hey and hey, then, hey do you want to know who wrote this song can you guess <laughs> oh i have a guess mike fucking gordon <laughs> my boy gordo <laughs> boy gordo and then how do you close the whole thing out? Oh, it's just a minute long letter to Jimmy Page. Just, just, just practicing guitar again. Yep. Minkin. That's, that's the closer. That's okay. I'll, I'll point out like "Run Like an Antelope" ends on like some weird part where it just like goes to this weird applause for like the last thirty seconds of that song. It's just like. Random like B roll applause noises. Yeah, yeah. They could have just ended it there. They should have had to go to fucking right. Minkin. There's people calling in. There's mothers. There's daughters. There's kids. No reason. If, even even if you recorded at one point, that doesn't mean that you need to put it out ever. Like just because it happened doesn't mean it needs to continue to happen with okay. your stupid fucking crash grab of a re-release of your fucking demos. Fish.net. That's where actually we had the other uh, commentary on the earlier song. Oh, okay. Was Fish.net. And I just found oh, yeah, one on Minkin. that's where I Minkin. got all my notes from. So let's, <laughs> let's find out. So the original intent, again, from Fish.net slash song slash Minkin slash history. The original intent of Minkin was a brief commercial slash jingle made by Mike... Gordon to let the world know that artist Marjorie Minkin had arrived. Minkin is Cactus's mother. Pause. Who is Cactus? Cactus is the other name for Mike Gordon. Okay. Okay. But even more familiar to fans with a PH, the creative genius behind the backdrops that lied in the stage at a number of early shows. Oh, so this was oh, that's oh, cute. That's okay. cute. That's Gordo's mom sweet. made their sets. <laughs> Okay, to create Minkin, Mike set out with his four-track and recorded obscure conversations with his mother, none of which related to Minkin paintings. He then took the dialogue, manipulated the words, and changed their order to fit a verbal exchange about her artwork. Additional voiceovers praising Minkin's creative style were added to the jingle by Lillian Cherry, Nanny, Mike's grandmother. How Many- did this guy <laughs> find all this shit out? I have no idea. Again, maybe something isn't that smart. Uh, Wait. Who does Marjorie Minkin consider to be the main influence of her paintings? The family cat, of course, the ubiquitous Smokey. Fish has never performed Minkin, aside from a tease during the 103186 Melt the Guns, but you never know when it could leap in a rotation. Oh, and for what it's worth, bite sized paintings are also available. Da 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 da. Minkin. All right, guys. Well, there you go. Well, that's. It's that's, a song well, about his know, mom, about painting a thing a song. for a set, it's about a his skit. cat. It's a skit as if this was a hip hop album from the late 90s. <laughs> With absolute negative swag. <laughs> and then. Close it out with the letter to Jimmy Page. Fine. My problem with the letter to Jimmy Page is a problem I have with Fish often, which is that like 
he's playing some kind of tasty licks, you know, and I'm digging it. You know, it sounds like a little bit like T-Rex. It's, uh, you know, 20th century boy. It's very, it's very, he's got the right idea. And then they just don't let it settle into the pocket. Ugh, I don't know, dude. I... I'm out of I'm out of like witty things to say about this album. I well, feel like Well, that's lucky cuz the album's also out of songs right now. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um so should we get into uh rating this album because I'm yeah. for one I'm fucking done. Um yeah. so generally on the show as you may know uh as a fellow stoppy, uh, of course, um we like to rate our albums with a 0 to negative 5 rating and uh we let our guest of the day choose a quantifier for that so a a quantity that we are judging them on uh give us uh your rating and your quantifier can i give a little little speech before i give my rating yes just about this just about this album in general speech 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 speech. i like fish i really like fish i love fish and i get like when you're in college and you're first starting your band out and like you're trying to be a jam band and compete with the grateful dead who are still like touring in full force at this point and you just want to put stuff out for people to hear you. I get that. I also get that a lot of what you got to put, put out is crap. And I think if you turn to become the biggest gym, the biggest jam band in the world in 98, you should realize that the crap that you put out when you were in college is, needs to just go away. You don't need to like re-put out Minkin and all that fucking stupid-ass <laughs> shit that's Minkin. on this guy. The world needed Minkin, let's be clear. You don't need to go put this, put this back out. When you're seeing it's just like, and like it's turning into it. And then in 2011, when they released the vinyl, at this point, the scene was way past its prime. Like, it just sucks. Like, going to shows sometimes now is just so shady. There's like, everyone's just like gonked out as shit. It's people in like their 40s trying to get like as high as possible while they're out because like this is their night to go party and all that kind of shit. And there's fucking nitrous mafia running around everywhere, blowing up balloons. People are just like fucking doing balloons, fishing out, dropping their balloons, falling over in the street. And it's just like, I don't know. It's so weird. To, like this is like a snapshot from before all of that. Before anybody knew they yeah. were gonna become that band to be to have that cult following them. So I guess I will give this album negative four improperly discarded nitrous balloons. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great quantifier, Mitch. Well I done. love it. That's very good. Um, I still have issue with half of what you said, which is that like they get better or like there's good music. <laughs> I'm still or that you love fish. Well, I, I think you said a lot of st- stuff about how gross the scene has gotten <laughs> too. So like, <laughs> no, I appreciate I can vibe that. With that. Uh, yeah, I guess I'm wondering like like ultimately like would you recommend that we listen to other fish albums? Do you think you we'll are, get it? You are two people who are. 30 plus years old at this point. <laughs> yeah, if you're not fish. into fish at this point, it's never going to happen. Okay. So like, I'm not going to tell you to do it. Okay. I'm saying if you're like, if you're like a 14 year old kid and you're like, Oh, maybe I'll try fish out. Don't go to Newberry comics and buy the fucking white tape. Like <laughs> I did. Cause you might not ever come back from it. Fish. Not even once. <laughs> All right. All right. Mike, you want to give your rating? Yeah. You know, I, um, I didn't like this, <laughs> but I don't really like anything that we listen to on the show. Except for ICP, <laughs> so the gold standard. Here I, I make it stop. Here's the thing, I kind of at this point, like I've listened to so much bad music. I, I I I think about, you know, how did this really make me feel as I was listening to it? What kind of effect did this have on yeah. me? Because the really bad yeah. shit really really brings, sucks sucks the, the life, life out of yeah. me. Yeah, and I feel like most of this album was just 
kind of boring and confounding. And it had one song I kind of liked on it. And the other songs I didn't like. Which one? I liked the, uh, I don't even remember what the fuck it's called. Of course you don't, because it's so, uh, yeah, come on. Oh, Slave to the Traffic Light. Okay, all right, all right. Um, The one that had that one line that was the only lyric. We didn't even talk about how fucking fucked up of a song title that is. But anyway. (laughs) um, Yeah. Fucked up? You mean woke? (laughs) (laughs) We're slaves in the the traffic lights, man. It turns green, you go, man. And when the white man tells you to walk, you can walk, man. (laughs) 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 Do you ever wonder (laughs) why it's the white man? All right, go on. Anyway, I feel like this album was really annoying, <laughs> but I can't put it on that highest tier of the albums that that really fucked with me because for the most part, I think I'm just going to forget this album. I'm going to forget yeah. this album like tomorrow. We're going to forget the quantifier the immediately. Cut, the Kid Cudi album, I was still s- yes. singing those songs yes. like two weeks later. Yes, and that's un. That's impossible. I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't get it out of my head. I was just going, "Bury me to sleep in the wedding tux." Everyone sucks. I'm just gonna say this album. It's not. Didn't have that. Did not have that effect on me. No. Uh, I did still hate it. So I'm gonna give it a negative three point five. Improperly discarded nitrous balloons. Yeah. Um, I really hate fish with a passion. With I, I really have. I didn't, I didn't it's, notice. It's well, be, it was like an identity marker. Like often, like especially going to UMass and you know hanging out with a bunch of hippies. I was like, no, no, no. Like I want you to be, you know, I, I want to be very clear and upfront here. I think the shit is garbage. I think all jam music pretty much is garbage. Um, it like is the unification of like all the worst kind of things f- to me. You know, like self and indulgent fucking you know empty jerk off white dude garbage music that's like you know unnecessary and shouldn't exist if there was a drinking game for this show you would have just people would just have to take like five drinks that's exactly it that's exactly i mean (laughs) it it is because there's themes to the music that we (laughs) that we review here um and this checks off a lot of those boxes um it 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 shouldn't exist it's completely pointless um, it's a cult, so, um, you know, which is concerning to me. And I don't know, this is the worst of an artist that I already find, you know, atrocious and reprehensible. So, um, that being said, um, uh, mm, the music made me angry, like, because it took up space in the universe, but it wasn't, like, the kind of anger I felt, um, you know, listening to Kid Cudi, is it? That's a really great example. Or even Kiss. Um, I, actually, you know what? This is very similar to Kiss in the fact that, like, a lot of people fucking worship this band, and it makes no fucking sense to me. Can I cut into the ear, though? Yeah, go ahead. Kiss was funny. Yeah. Even though it wasn't trying to be. And I feel like this was trying to be funny, but I was not laughing. There was not a single punchline to be had. Exactly. That's so right. So whatever I gave Kiss, I want this to be lower than that. I think I gave Kiss like a negative three. So I'm going to put this at a negative four. I mean, if even the fish guy here put it at a negative four, that's where I'm going to put it because... It's um, it's garbage. It's hot garbage by a band that's already terrible. But it's it's. I don't even want to give it like the, you know, the pedestal of being the worst of the worst because it's it's so middling and pointless. Uh, so yeah, we'll uh, give it a negative for uh, miss uh, improperly discarded. improperly discarded <laughs> nitrous 
containers, canisters, <laughs> balloons. balloons. <laughs> There we go. So uh, that's our episode of Make It Stop this week. <laughs> we want to thank our guest, uh, Mitch Williams, a.k.a. Mitchie D. Mitch, can Yo. you tell us about what's coming up for you, what we should check out, where we can find your music? Hey, so you can check out my music. I got a Facebook page. It's on Facebook.com slash Mitchie D. Music. You can check it out, the recording, straight up on Bandcamp, on my Facebook page. I throw it's up like... It's not jam band music. It is, though. Well... It kind of is. No. I explore. I don't go to space. They're three minutes long. I don't go to space, but I explore. Yeah. <laughs> it's like not going... I feel that. It's like kind of rolling out through the... No, there's a song structure. There's a beginning, a middle, and an it, end, and it's... Good. Okay. <laughs> Let him do his promo, for right. God's sakes. <laughs> so, yeah, you can check me out. Uh, Facebook.com slash Music. I throw up live videos once a month. I throw up whatever random shit pops in my head whenever. And uh, you can hear my studio stuff at Bandcamp or MitchyD.Bandcamp.com. M-I-T-C-H-Y-D-E-E. There we go. We can all, all right. spell together, collectively. <laughs> it's like that track where they tried to layer the two uh, lines over another and they didn't line up at all. Um, okay, so thank you, Mitch, for being on the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Uh, we got one more episode before we're wrapping up for our little uh, season hiatus, end of season one, 20th episode coming up next, and we've decided we're just going to torture each other. So each of us is going to pick an album that the other one hates, and we're going to try to defend it. Uh, I really like the first Limp Bizkit album. Maybe we'll just do the first Limp Bizkit album and we'll just have a, a, a just a, a head-to-head <laughs> uh, cross crossfire-esque uh, debate about it. Well, I was thinking of trying to torture you with something, but we actually have too much in common in, in our musical taste. So we're trying to figure out something that I can really make Mike Dunn mad about that I really love. So, you know, Stoppies, you know me better than I know myself at this point. So tell me, what, what should I torture Mike Dunn with? Uh, maybe we'll get a, a, you know, a fan vote here. We haven't done that in a little bit. So, Well, look, I hate to go on a tangent here at the end of the episode, but I literally just thought of this. Like, I will defend every song on that Limp Bizkit album if you just want me to go hard for it and you come at me. <laughs> so <laughs> but you here's let me thing. know. I could find it, it, it like... Uh, I find it really possible that I would also end up going really hard for the Limp Bizkit album. Like I don't, I'm not co- confident enough that I like wouldn't become uh, like I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. So the see. next episode will just be Limp Bizkit is great. Twentieth <laughs> <laughs> episode on uh, Make It Stop. All right. Well, you you're, stay you're, tuned. You're Pay attention. Cr- we'll we'll be on we'll be on the Facebook. We'll be on Twitter. We'll be on our website and uh, everywhere else, letting you know exactly what you can expect. Here on Make It Stop next week, but we're doing this back to back. Hey, Stoppies, if you want to, if you have an idea and want to be on the next episode, like hit us up like as soon as possible yeah, because yeah. we need Within to get this out week. by next Tuesday. So we're yeah, so we're trying to do this. We're gonna go on a little uh, summer hiatus because uh, you know uh, nobody, including ourselves, want wants to be in a hot studio uh, recording a podcast in the summer when uh, it's beautiful outside. So we're gonna be uh, doing a little hiatus and then coming back in September. Uh, we got a bunch of folks though that are coming in to do shows with us including uh some crossover episodes of the rock candy podcast yes we have, we have uh pale hound coming into the studio yes we have uh Saki toomey coming into the studio Ooh. we have a lot of uh of really great shit katie mccarthy it's gonna be great um until then we'll be back next week with a whole nother episode that's even a surprise to us so uh stay tuned for that and uh, check us out on iTunes and Google Play and Stitcher and anywhere else you get your podcast at Make It Stop Cast on Facebook. 
Our Gmail is makeitstoppodcast at gmail.com. And we're on makeitstoppodcast.com for our main uh, website. You can hear all of our old episodes there if you want. All right. That's it for uh, this week. Thank you, Mitch. Mitch. Thank you for coming in. Hey, thanks for having me, uh, Mike and Heather. Yeah. It's been a blast. Bye. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.